Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast, brought to you this week by our friends at Dollar Shave Club. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Mike Warren joins us to talk about Jared Kushner, the real president of the United States. But I mentioned Dollar Shave Club's a sponsor, and the first thing you said is, "I'm I'm a longtime member." Of now this the is Dollar not a Shave. setup, right? No, no, not at all, not at all. I've uh, I think I saw the original video on YouTube that right? uh, was pretty funny. The CEO <laughs> running around and making making jokes, and uh, I uh, I've been buying their razors ever since. Well, fantastic. Get them in the mail. And and I will tell you later in this podcast how you can join Dollar Shave Club. It's a great, great deal, and you're going to love it. So if someone asked you who was just tuning into America politics, maybe visiting, who is this Jared Kushner guy? Is he a successful businessman, kind of sucked into the Trump you know, draft, if you will? Is he a close family member, you know, the son-in-law who has the ear of his father-in-law, or is he a political player who's just out making his own way? Which of those three would you pick? Uh, I'd pick number two, uh, primarily. He is a close family member and family in Trump world and the Trump view of things is very, very important. In fact, it tells you a lot uh, for him, uh, tells him a lot, I should say, uh, about loyalty, about uh, all those sorts of things. So uh, that is uh, how I would describe Jared Kushner. He's the uh, husband of Ivanka Trump. He is the beloved son-in-law of the president of the United States. And for that reason, I would say primarily he is, uh, as I argue in in the Weekly Standard uh, cover story this week, is the most powerful aide at the moment in the West Wing. And where do you think he has the most influence? Is it on affecting Trump's attention or is it on policy? And if it's policy, domestic versus foreign, financial versus health care, where, where is it? What's, it? what's the Jared Kushner wheelhouse? Uh, I think uh, first you have to look at it in terms of uh, the kind of presence that he provides for Donald Trump in the White House. Um, Look, uh, Donald Trump has a lot of people, as all presidents do, coming to him saying, this is the way to go. This is what uh, uh, you really should be doing with your presidency. Um, You owe it to these people for your election or that person or that group or that interest. Um, And and I think what what, uh, Jared Kushner provides for Trump is sort of the sense that he's getting somebody who believes uh, uh, that uh, they are uh, acting in the Trump presidency in President Trump himself and in the Trump family's best interests uh, rather than, uh, you know, any other sort of career interests or political interests. So first and foremost, it's that almost calming presence or familiar presence that Jared Kushner provides uh, for him. And and secondarily, uh, I I think there's a a respect, and we heard this from from Trump on the campaign trail. Respect for uh, sort of some, you know, uh, the best people, organizational, uh, you know, businessmen types, and he views, and I think with some uh, reason, he views Jared as as that type of person. He's in many ways kind of the businessman that Donald Trump always claims and, and kind of wants to be uh, and uh, is v- very different from Donald Trump in so many ways. Uh, For example, in, in the way that he presents himself, he's very he's very uh, uh, quiet. He's kind of stands in the back of the room. Um, he doesn't uh, he doesn't do media interviews. He's um, he doesn't like the spotlight. Uh, he's very deliberate in the things that he and uh, in, in the way that he makes decisions and uh, how he you know, talks about other people. Um, but there is one similarity, I would say, is that uh, the both both Donald Trump and Jerry Kushner are very tough and will uh, sort of push to get what they want um, behind closed doors, uh, uh, you know, when when the cameras are off. Uh, and uh, and I think that's something that the president 
admires and respects and, and sort of feeds off of from Jared Kushner. He's kind of the angel on his shoulder, kind of uh, uh, the better part of Trump's personality. So who's the devil? <laughs> I mean, is, it, is, is, is President Trump not enough here, Michael? Is, <laughs> I don't. When you get these theological areas, I'm exactly, very confused. Exactly. What, so is the devil Steve Bannon? Is the devil Kellyanne Conway? Is but, the devil, in fact, Satan? It, <laughs> it depends on who you talk to, right? Steve Bannon, while not the devil, uh, certainly is a counterpoint to Jared Kushner in the West Wing. And as you've seen over the last couple of weeks, uh, Jared Kushner's, I think, star has risen or Rather, we sort of have now realized how how high his star is. You've seen Steve Bannon sort of on the wane in terms of influence. He's still there. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but but those two present kind of two different sides of, of the way the Trump presidency could go. And at the moment, at least, Jared Kushner seems to be winning. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think a large part of that has to do with the fact that He's the president's son-in-law, and, uh, and and Steve Bannon isn't. <laughs> Hard to beat that. Exactly. It's Blood the, is thicker than water, even the, if it's in-law. As that uh, great uh, conservative Mayor Daley yes. said in the 1960s, <laughs> if you can't trust family, who can you trust? Exactly. Now, boys, go hose down those hippies. <laughs> okay, so tell me something as a conservative that should make me happy about Jared Kushner being the angel on his shoulder, and then tell me something as a conservative that should make me nervous. Uh, on foreign policy, uh, I think uh, Kushner sort of uh, Kushner is a, for all intents and purposes, a kind of Manhattan Democrat. Uh, he's not particularly uh, motivated by foreign policy issues, uh, but he is um, uh, sort of trustworthy of the kind of foreign policy establishment. Um, and at the moment, that seems to be you know more on the conservative side. So your HR McMaster for instance, as the national security uh, advisor, uh, he and Jared have a very good rapport. Um, McMaster told me this uh, in an interview. Uh, He's very fond of McMaster, and McMaster's very fond of of Kushner. And I think that relationship, uh, uh, you know, you've seen some of the moves that candidate Trump you would have thought would have never made the the uh, uh, the, the the launch the the missile launch on Syria after the chemical right. weapons use, um, for instance, uh, that's something that I think uh, conservatives are surprised about. Kushner certainly wasn't behind that, or sort of wasn't his idea, but it definitely was something that. Um, uh, Kushner is, uh, by his presence and by his relationship with McMaster and other kind of hawks within the administration, uh, is is certainly not saying, don't do any more of that. There, there is a kind of community within the White House uh, of foreign policy hawks that Kushner tolerates and is able to kind of uh, bring to the president and say, this is, uh, this is a, a, a good course of action. So he's helping the hawks, but... On the other side, what should conservatives not be happy about? Uh, quite a lot, uh, I think. Um, if if uh, repealing Obamacare, for instance, is your number one priority, Kushner was on the other side of that decision. He really pushed for uh, the White House not to push for that first and early. Uh, it's one of the rare things he's actually lost uh, d- debate-wise in the White House. Uh, and then the general idea that he's a essentially a Manhattan Democrat, uh, bringing in people like Gary Cohn, the uh, uh, the former CEO of Goldman Sachs, and to be the uh, d- uh, director of the National Economic Council. A perfect example of uh, the kind of swamp people that uh, I think a lot of conservatives held their nose to vote for Trump because they thought, well, at least he's going to drain the swamp. Um, so that sort of influence, more liberal influence, kind of a centrist influence mm-hmm. on the administration, that's a lot of what Jared Kushner brings. Uh, the question really is, is how much does Donald Trump rely on Jared Kushner for that kind of advice? Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reliably informed that 
uh, Trump recognizes that Jared Kushner, uh, you, know, b- you know, born in uh, upper crust New Jersey, coming from a lot of money, basically almost a billionaire himself, uh, is not the type of person who got Donald Trump into the White House. And, and I guess we can uh, praise the president for that level of clarity. Uh, owning the billionaire New Jersey vote is not a bad thing. I want to talk about fiscal issues in a second, which means, of course, we want to talk about Dollar Shave Club. So you heard Mike Warren say it earlier. He is a proud Dollar Shave Club member and has been for years. Why? Because when you use your Dollar Shave Club executive razor with their Dr. Carver Shave Butter, the blade glides ever so gently and gives you such a smooth shave at a great price. Look, when I walk down the shaving aisle and see what they're charging for razors, I'm like, what the heck? What I hope these things sing and dance or pick up Netflix or something for that price. Dollar Shave Club, fantastic price. They're delivered right to your door. Plus, their Dr. Carver's shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave and helps fight razor bumps. Bottom line, Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, and it's conveniently delivered right to your door. And because you listen to The Daily Standard, new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. Five bucks, free shipping. After that, raises are just a few bucks a month. That is a $15 value for five bucks. In your first month box, you get the awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. After that, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. No hidden fees, no commitments, cancel any time. Now, to get this great deal, you got to go to dollarshaveclub.com slash TDS, The Daily Standard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash TDS. So let's talk about fiscal issues. And I have two different layers here. One is the national fisc. Where is Jared Kushner on doing something about our big money problems, whether it's $20 trillion in debt, $70 trillion-ish in unfunded mandates of Social Security, et cetera? Is he with Trump on the just leave it alone? Is he going to put any pressure that way? I don't think he has uh, really any strong opinions. Um, uh, I imagine if you sort of uh, got into a deep conversation with him about it, he might recognize that you know this is bad accounting, and he's a businessman. Who's... But he's not one of the guys who talks about. You know, there's two kinds of people on this. Right. There's the people like us who are like, "Oh my gosh, you got to do something," right. and then there's the people that just don't talk about it, let it go away. Uh, he's not helping the let's fix the problem not, now. Not at all. I don't think okay. it's on his radar uh, uh, at all. Okay. In fact. Yeah. Okay. So, so now, what about the other side, point. which is the economy? You know the. One of the messages, the memes coming out of the right is now that Obamacare has been punted over to the Senate and it's going to have its own life, whatever, now you can have a focus on some kind of tax reform. And there's a fight about the big picture tax reform, which is what Trump presented early, the one pager. But it's big. It's a big picture versus the let's just do a corporate tax cut and go home. Do we know where Jared Kushner is on the go big or go home? Well, we can we can see again. I mentioned Gary Cohn. Uh, that's uh, a figure that uh, real that, that Kushner brought in and and, and introduced okay. to Donald Trump. Uh, and and Cohn is sort of inclined toward uh, you know let's cut business taxes. Let's uh, let's do a tax reform that is um, sort of you know more friendly to corporate America. Uh, if you're a conservative, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I think politically, it's it's kind of a hard sell, and there's a little more uh, nuance that needs to go into the tax reform debate. Uh, Jared Kushner has very little interest in 
uh, and the sort of legislative, uh, uh, you know, dealings and, and all that sort of thing. Very much like the president himself. Uh, I, I don't think this is an area uh, that he knows much about, feels very comfortable dealing in, uh, and would rather sort of empower, as the president would rather do, empower the experts, you know, the people in the legislative affairs and, uh, you know, uh, Vice President Pence and, uh, and, uh, and Gary Cohn as well uh, to sort of deal with that. Um, He's more sort of focused on big picture uh, government accountability, uh, sort of finding efficiencies in the government. The big question I have for all of this is, what does Jared Kushner have to show for the work he's done so far? What will he have to show after the first year with, uh, within the White House? Um, there are other people in the senior leadership team who can point to things, varying levels of success. You have Reince Priebus pointing to uh, the Obamacare repeal right. b- vote. Uh, you have Steve Bannon pointing to the some of the executive orders. Kind of a mixed record on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a big question within the West Wing is, what uh, has Jared actually accomplished? He'll point to the meeting with President Xi, uh, uh, the, which, which he had a, a, a big role in, and people in the White House have told me that he did, um, and the sort of diplomatic relations from the White House perspective with foreign governments. Um, but but he does need, I, I think, uh, for him to have sort of a long-term uh, impact on this White House, uh, to have some kind of uh, initiative that has some level of success. And so far, he hasn't had one. Uh, one last thing about Trump and Jared Kushner as people, the bridge and tunnel crowd philosophy. There are some people in this podcast, not you, who have been saying for years that they are ready for a normal person to be president. You know, Clinton had daddy issues. W had daddy issues. <laughs> Obama had wrote two books about his dad, you know, before. You know, right. geez. And now you got this guy who has daddy issues and has this kind of joysy chi- or, or Queens chip on his shoulder, I should sure, say. Absolutely. And they got a guy with a Jersey chip on his shoulder. Does it feed the kind of, if not the Bannon philosophy, kind of the anti-establishment, oh, you think you're so, you know what I'm saying? the On the one hand, you want to trust elites who are good right. at things like the kind of, on the other hand, who the heck do you think you are? Is Jared Kushner one of those guys? No. I, look, I think Jared Kushner looks at this as, first of all, uh, as most people did, which is he did not expect to be in this position. Um, <laughs> and and so he's sort of looking at this as saying, OK, mm. let's make this the best opportunity uh, that we can. And so I think he's I think he looks at the presidency, the Trump presidency, as a long term as the potential for a long term investment in the broad Trump and Trump Kushner family brand. Got it. Uh, and so whether or not there's a, a political future, say, for his wife, Ivanka, I don't know, you know, maybe the the, the sort of lean in uh, Republican leaning, but kind of Manhattan, socially liberal friendly uh, uh, Republicanism as a future. Um, I think he's thinking in those sorts of terms uh, and, and obviously trying to make uh, the, the Trump presidency the, the most successful that it can. Um, but but again, he I, I think I think. Does he have a chip on his shoulder? I, I don't think I don't think he has a chip on his shoulder. I think he views this as uh, a, as a part of brand development. Look, look, Jared Kushner is the grandson of uh, Holocaust survivors and and immigrants to the country. His father was a very successful uh, real estate businessman. Um, he he is of a different generation than Donald Trump. He sort of is has been around money, and, and he went to Harvard. He went to a very nice uh, uh, Jewish prep school uh, in New Jersey. Uh, he sort of comes in it from a different perspective. Um, he's he's a millennial essentially. Yeah. He's thirty six years old. He's on sort of the upper end of the millennial, uh, and um, in that way, he's very different from the, the sort of anxieties that I think Trump uh, uh, is a vessel for. 
that's not anything what Kushner is about. Kushner is about business and thinking about the future, and, and it has an interesting influence on the president. Last question, as someone who was slightly not pro-Trump during the campaign, <laughs> Mike Warren, after finding out all you did about Jared Kushner, did you sleep better at night about the Trump presidency, or did you stay awake a little longer? <laughs> I sleep very fine, you know, uh, Mike. I, I, we I, have a little kid. So exactly, exactly. You should so I get worn out. You can, uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, no, look, I think that this this more sort of added texture to my view of the presidency, which is it is a White House and it's a presidency that is beset by different groups of people all trying to jockey influence and who really have very little in common with each other. Right. Uh, and and this is, a, I think, going to be a long-term problem already seeing the signs of this for President Trump, which is uh, he doesn't have a fully formed idea of what his presidency really should be about. He's pulled in all different directions. Steve Bannon's down right now. Jared Kushner's up right now because of some really sort of mistaken efforts on immigration and sort of border security uh, in these executive orders. Um, it could have gone completely differently another way. And, and, and we'd be talking about the sort of the rise of Steve Bannon. We could be talking about that in six months from now or a completely different group of people. And that should give people some uh, skepticism and, and also some some hope that it won't be as bad as some of Trump's critics uh, were, were fearing. But it could be a lot worse, too. Michael Warren, great job on the podcast. Plus, you look terrific thanks to your Dollar Shave Club shave. Thank very, you very much, Very, Michael. very smooth. <laughs> thanks for sharing that information with us. And he just gave you another reason to subscribe to this podcast. So much is going on. So go to iTunes or go to Google Play. Subscribe to the podcast. You can also find them at weeklystandard.com. We're also part of the Ricochet Podcast Network now, so we're out there everywhere. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Michael Graham. 